They called us deplorables. They shut down our country. They say our thoughts are disinformation. is our response, The Rob Carson Show. Hey, kids, it's Monday. Did your weekend go by as quickly as mine did? Because mine certainly did. I hope you had a good one. I had a, uh, a birthday weekend that was quite enjoyable. Yesterday was my birthday and, uh, you know, did some cooking. I did some cooking. It's, it's interesting. I think I'm the only talk show host in America that I get uh, not only uh, you know questions about politics and you know, Are pop you culture. Downside? What's going to happen with the uh, the coming election and all that stuff? And I and I can answer some of those things to my best uh, of my ability. Not guarantee I'm going to be right because you know, uh, weathercasters, uh, sports talk show hosts, and uh, people who talk politics are uh, wrong a good share of the time. Although I'm a little more right on a lot of things than than most. If you listen to the show, you know that. But anyway. I got a bunch of calls uh, or emails yesterday with regard to uh, what I made in the kitchen over the weekend. And one of the things I did is I went through the freezer and I found all this stuff that I, I needed to get rid of. There's some old you know, hot dog buns and hamburger buns and stuff that's been down there. So I, I decided I was going to make bread pudding out of them, right? So bread pudding is a big deal in the Midwest. It's glorious when it's done right, you know, with a caramel sauce. But then we had leftover bananas. So I did a banana bread pudding. And caused an internet sensation. It was crazy. Of all the things I can talk about, me uh, taking pictures of my glorious banana bread pudding with a caramel sauce uh, got the most <laughs> got the most traffic uh, online. But uh, much happened uh, this weekend. Joe Biden started off the weekend by saying that if the uh, if you vote Republican, things are going to get so much worse. Even though they were so much better before he took office, and and he's bleeped up everything. I mean, it's fairly obvious at this point, it, it, right? I mean, really, who's who's believing? That uh, the the uh, economic crisis wasn't caused by Democrat politics and politicians and Joe Biden's uh, rapid spending. Well, a lot of people still believe that it's somebody else's fault. Let us put it that way. But the people who are really voting, uh, they know otherwise. They know that this was brought around by a, a man who's been in politics for 50 years in Washington, D.C. and has never fixed anything, ever. He's only made things worse. He has the crap touch, as I have said. It's Joe Biden's uh, uh, ability to uh, take anything that is gold and turn it to crap by simply touching it. And he has done that brilliantly. He said that uh, mega, mega trickle-down is what we could experience next year, the kind of policies that have failed the country before and will fail again, which describes his presidency, which is welcome back Carter. But he's calling it mega, mega trickle-down now. Isn't this funny? Because it wasn't in a, well, a couple months ago he said uh, mega Republicans, and then he said a mega, didn't he call us mega something or other? Mega, ultra, ultra. Okay, we're ultra, mega, mega Republicans. <laughs> He's getting his he's getting his uh, true and tested um, uh, uh, words these uh, auditorium tested words they're paying people hundreds of thousands of dollars like I bet it's probably the same people who uh, who paid for the dossier they're paying people to we need a word that is going to make everybody hate Trump Republicans okay call them uh, ultra MAGA. Well, yeah, but ultra, isn't that usually a word that people add to a product when they want to make it better? They call it like ultra tide or ultra when it's better. It's, it's, they call it ultra. Is that No, just go ahead and use it. 
Okay, all right, so Ultra Mega. And then, uh, you know, the, the last uh, two months with the raid of Mar-a-Lago and all that, and your, your new labels and your new F- weaponized FBI hasn't done anything to stem the tide of what will be a butchering of the Democrat Party coming up on uh, November the 8th. So uh, ultra, what is it? Hold on a second. I, I always get confused. I need to need to know what I'm being called here. A mega mega trickle down, ultra mega mega trickle down is what will occur to the economy. Uh, that's going to be so much worse than what Joe Biden has done to the economy. Thought you should know about that. Uh, Chinese state-run Global Times on Thursday bemoaned the collapse of the demand uh, from Western companies for quote festive products for coming Halloween. Apparently, people are deciding that uh, Halloween ain't that important when you don't have enough food to, uh, you know, feed your family. So I've got a giant uh, uh, thing of Halloween candy here that I've had to replace uh, once or twice. And I'm not meaning to brag or anything, but I just went and bought some Halloween candy. And, uh, you know, I have enough to buy a bowl of Halloween candy, which I guess is too much for, you know, the American population right now. 40% sales drop in Halloween merch from uh, China, apparently, uh, analysts suggested Halloween suffering more from inflation eating uh, uh, away at consumer spending. Christmas is more resilient. They're, unlike uh, Halloween, uh, Christmas as a must-spend festival is clearly more powerful in terms of generating sales. So what I would suggest doing is on November the 1st, uh, going and uh, feeding your family on leftover Halloween candy. That's what you may have to do because they're going to be blowing it out. They're going to be blowing it out. I don't know about you, but I am very excited about Christmas and Thanksgiving this year. More than I have been in a very long time. Because um, I have a lot to be thankful for this year. I'm not making it about me, but I, I just think we need to look at what we have to be thankful for. Be thankful that we live in a country like this. And uh, also, provided that the, uh, uh, the wave that is coming is not stolen by Democrats, uh, there will be a good reason for patriotic Americans to be really, really thankful this year because we hopefully will have hobbled what the left has attempted to do with regard to destroying the country. Our fight isn't over. It's not over, by the way. Here's a new headline. Uh, the Biden economy, U.S. has only 25 days of diesel. The shortage could cripple the economy. Makes you kind of wonder if it's by design, don't it? I mean, our uh, supply chain hasn't been fixed, right? It hasn't. We've got a, uh, uh, a wonderful transportation secretary who you never hear from at all. Uh, but he uh, checks a couple boxes. He is an academic. He is a bureaucrat. He knows not what the hell he's doing. But that said, America has only 25 days of diesel fuel. Thanks to Joe Biden's economic crippling policies, a diesel fuel crisis will cripple the United States, is according to PJ Media. The fuel that is used to transport U.S. goods across the country is in a crisis situation. And as I've told you before, uh, there are no electric trains and no, there are electric tractor trailers. They will never catch on because they're worthless for hauling stuff. And they're worthless because if you want to haul 35,000 pounds of, uh, of freight, you're going to have to have a battery that weighs probably about 10,000 pounds. And so it's worthless. Uh, container ships run on diesel. Tractors run on diesel. Uh, everything you own uh, that is, uh, well, I should say, every 
everything you own that requires power generally, other than a few small electric devices, are going to be run by fossil fuels. Uh, most of us have a, a gasoline-powered lawnmower. It's just the way it works. Got a gasoline-powered weed whacker. Some of you have the electric ones. Maybe you fell for that, but that's cool. Oil prices and Joe Biden's continuing draining of the Strategic Petroleum Reserve have uh, dominated the headlines over the past few weeks, but analysts say a more impactful and serious crisis on the energy front looms, a diesel fuel shortage. The U.S. has 25 days of diesel fluid, the, uh, uh, fuel, I should say, the lowest point since 2008, according to the Energy Information Administration. At the same time, the four-week rolling af- average of distillates, that's uh, fuel that's distilled from uh, crude oil, a proxy for demand, rose to its highest seasonal level since 2007. Diesel right now is about 534 a gallon. It's pretty crazy, right? And to, uh, to make things worse than ever, here is a, a little montage. I put together this little montage. We're going to get to uh, the President of the United States. He, he spoke to a small group of Gen Z people about what's important to Gen Z. You know, it's like uh, there was a 16-year-old Greta Thunberg who hasn't even finished high school, but they anointed her some side of a global warming uh, climate change uh, expert and all this stuff. So Joe Biden invited a bunch of millennials, many of who have not have ever voted in their lives to the White House and uh, heard what they had to say. And uh, even had a crazy transgender activist there who's been a woman for 200 days. And he moved that uh, transgender activist ahead of every other woman in, the, in Gen Z. Uh, everyone born a woman was moved to the back for someone who has uh, been a woman for tw- 221 days, apparently. So we'll get to that. But this is a little montage that I put together of uh, Joe Biden. Um, he did an interview also Friday we'll get to on uh, MSNBC where he completely lost it. His brain stopped working. So there's no doubt about the fact that he is mentally impaired as the president. But I put together this. This is uh, the last, this is literally the last 30 days of uh, Joe Biden's dementia. Let me start off with two words. Made in America. Soldiers of campaign learned to scale rock, ski, and survive preparing for the war. They were about- Just imagine, I mean it sincerely. I say this as a father of a man who won the Broad Star, the Conspicuous Service Medal, and lost his life in Iraq. No, he died six years after he left the service of cancer. If you get any questionable calls, please tell us by going to report fraud, report fraud, D-O-T-F-T-C dot gov. Senator Booker, Representative Jackie, are you here? Where's now she died uh, two months earlier. Jackie. I didn't think she was, she was going to be here. My grandfather, Finney Grimscrant, would really be proud of me right now. No, I'm not joking. He would. He's an All-American football player. No, he wasn't. John in Santa Clara. We didn't lose our whole home, but lightning struck, and we lost an awful lot of it. Yeah, the uh, garage fire in his house was put out in about 20 minutes. About 15 years ago. My intention to run again. And we have time to make that decision. Uh, Dr. Mr. President. Oh, Dr. Biden thinks that. Now, that was Friday when he was in an interview and he was uh, uh, mentioned Dr. Biden and he completely lost his train of thought. He was gone. The NBC reporter literally had to say, "Uh, Mr. President, Mr. Hello, sir. Uh, My wife thinks that uh, that I uh, that, that we're that we're doing something very important. So I became a full professor at the University of Pennsylvania. No, you didn't. Do you think they're making a mistake? No, they're by 16 there. I've already gone in for yet, and a lot more asked. Another 20 or so. So I'm going to be going in. Yeah, Uh uh-huh. That's your president. That right there, that's just the last 30 days of uh, the dear leader. 
and uh, and he is in charge of this country as we plummet into economic hell and faced war on several fronts as our enemies know that we are weak right now. Yeah, thought you should know that. That's why we need to uh, uh, curb stomp the Democrat Party on uh, November the 8th. I know I'm not supposed to use that expression, curb stomp. It's very violent. But uh, the, uh, the party who did that, that I just played to you, to us... Uh, needs to be driven from power and possibly from existence. Uh, I've got a lot of things I want to get to, including your phone calls. Here's the number if you want to chime in today, 800-922-6680. I'm not going to give you my, my uh, banana bread pudding recipe, but I, will, I have posted it on social media if you want to see it. Otherwise, let's just talk about politics, the economy, and whatnot. Uh, 800-922-6680. This is a Monday edition of The Rob Carson Show. Democrats shut down our businesses and schools. They forced us to take a vaccine, and now they want our vote. Uh, yeah, I don't think so. It's the Rob Carson Show. Here's a headline today from the UK Daily Mail. Profound toll on pandemic and remote learning on America's children. Uh, children's education revealed test scores show largest math decline ever. Uh, the, the largest math decline since 1962. The Democrat Party, no, 69. Sorry about that, 1969. Math scores were among uh, worst among eighth graders. 38% earning scores deemed below basic. A cutoff that measures, for example, whether students can find the third angle of a triangle if they're given the other two. Uh, the pandemic and the uh, COVID dictators that ran the country into the toilet need to pay dearly for what they did to us, uh, not only our economy, but our children. Uh, It was absolutely uncalled for, absolutely unwarranted, and I still stand by my assertion that there have to be Nuremberg-style trials for those in charge of uh, pandemic response, covering up the source of the pandemic, which was a lab in China, Uh, and then, of course, the collaboration between uh, big social media, the government, the CDC, the HHS, to uh, quell uh, any type of information that spoke out against the status quo preached by the government, and it's cost a lot of jobs and a lot of lives, uh, the whole deal, certainly our kids' education. And I've got a, a wealth of information on that this morning. With regard to mitocarditis, more children dying suddenly over the weekend of heart ailments. Uh, it, is, uh, it is ridiculous. And if, if there is anything that now the CDC should do, it is that to immediately cease all vaccination of anyone, particularly children. But, of course, they're not going to do that. The CDC just uh, recommended that uh, children not be able to go to school unless they've been vaccinated. Don't vaccinate your kids until you talk to your pediatrician. If your pediatrician says, go for it, find another pediatrician and get their opinion before you decide to do it or not. But there is no compelling evidence right now to, uh, to show that your child needs to get a vaccine for COVID. It is not as serious as the polio vaccine or the smallpox vaccine, and that they are adding it to the regimen that children should take before school is just a way for the Biden administration to avoid liability uh, and also to uh, get rid of 130 million doses they've already paid for. It's a joke. This is Chuck Todd over the weekend on uh, Meet the Press. Got some Chuck Todd audio this weekend. Here he is uh, talking about the economy and uh, and the brutal beating that uh, should result to the Democrats on November the 8th. It's a dead even 47-46, but if you go under the hood of our poll, this brand new poll, you will see that under among the, like Under the hood, up the shorts. Plea voters, Republicans have an advantage, and among the final group of persuadable voters, 
Republicans have the advantage. That is why it feels as if the wind has shifted a little bit here. We asked them, what message would you send with your vote to Congress? Democrats, the number one message. The, uh, the, the, uh, the wind had shifted right before 2020, actually, when Joe Biden and the Democrats uh, stole the election. It clearly protect women's rights. Uh, it goes along with all of those abortion rights ads we've been seeing among Democratic candidates. When you ask Republicans what message would they send, it's a bit mixed, quite a few of them. One that does stand out, though, is fix the economy, reduce the cost of living. There you go. That's what we need because most people don't sit at the dinner table, uh, you know, have dinner, say pass the abortion. Then after dinner, look at your bills and say, you know, gosh darn it, maybe we should just uh, we should spend all of our money on abortion rather than the uh, electric bill we can't afford. Uh, on that front. Now, presidential job approval is one of those numbers that seems to be indicative of which way the wind is blowing. So, President Oh, I'd say the wind is blowing. Biden sits at 45%. Where does that stand contextually? It's two points lower than Barack Obama in 2010. It's two points lower than Donald Trump in 2018. Both were wave elections against the party. Oh, I think it's going to be more like one of those uh, the wave elections like in a stadium like they used to do back in the 80s and 90s. That's the kind of election we're saying. Here's Nancy Pelosi. She's saying, you know, we just need to change the subject with regard to inflation. Now, this is the same woman who stood in front of a $25,000 freezer in her kitchen and ate $12 ice cream per pint on uh, James Corden, the guy who's a complete D-word for Richard to wait staff when he's out. Uh, here she is talking about uh, just change. When they start talking inflation, just change the subject. And the fact is, is that uh, when I hear people talk about inflation, as I heard him there, we have to change that subject. Inflation is a global phenomenon. This is yesterday morning. She'd already been drinking. Yes. The EU, the European Union, the UK, the British have higher inflation rates. No, no, maybe they do in the EU, but it's just because they screwed themselves by becoming energy dependent on Russia. Than we do here. It's not, the fight is not about inflation. It's about the cost of living. What the hell? It's not about inflation. It's about the cost of living. <laughs> here, here she is talking about Nancy Pelosi thinks the Democrats are going to win November. Why, why don't the American people, according to the surveys, Trust Democrats, but instead trust Republicans. Because the Democrats are really screwing things up. Well, let me just say one of the, you talked about. And they're in charge. Uh, uh, what you perceive to be a change in momentum. Let me just tell you what I have seen over this past month. I don't subscribe to what you said, that they don't trust us. Uh, oh, dear God. Uh, the fact is, is that in the last few weeks, the Republicans recognizing now that they have a problem in this election, and you all have been telling them they're going to win for like a year and a half, but they're seeing uh, what's happening on the I can't wait till she retires. She can just go get those other 99 Dalmatian pelts. Ground. So they have placed... Make that coat she's been dreaming about. Unlimited money. Unlimited money into these races with unlimited fact. Uh, with misrepresenting what the reality is. And it takes its... She just uh, talked about the uh, Democrat strategy. Uh, money from outside sources and lie about everything. Oh, there's just no question. Uh, we won't have unlimited. We'll have to have enough. But we have to fight uh, that perception that they're putting out there. Yeah, she done. Stick a fork at her. Uh, hey, guys, here's the number. 800-922-6680. More on the economy. And then Joe Biden talking to MSNBC and losing his train of thought. And the bizarre uh, roundtable he had at the White House this weekend with a transgendered individual. That's coming up. Don't go anywhere.
do in your bedroom is your business. What you do to our country is ours. It's the Rob Carson Show. And the fact is, is that uh, when I hear people talk about inflation, as I heard them there, we have to change that subject. Yeah, yeah they got to change the subject because inflation is so bad and everybody gets it. Everybody gets it. And yet there are people who are saying that uh, Joe Biden, it's not his fault. It is his fault. He blew up spending through the ceiling at a time we didn't need it. He, uh, he has uh, waved his uh, magic wand with regard to uh, erasing student loan debt. We had this inflation reduction ad and nothing to do with re- inflation reduction. We all know that, and it's, and it's showing you right now that if it was an Inflation Reduction Act, it was meant as an emergency measure to reduce inflation. Why hasn't it? Because it was never intended to do so. Right now, what you're experiencing is a laundry list of the class of 1968. All of the things they've ever dreamed about doing, they have, they have attempted to throw at the fan in this two years since they stole the election in 2020. Yes, I believe they stole the election in 2020. I have the uh, absolute constitutional right to say so. And if you don't believe me, just check the facts. This is uh, Tammy Bruce over the weekend talking about Nancy Pelosi's tone deafness with regard to inflation. For Nancy Pelosi, I want to assure her I agree with her. Something is going to change, and it's not going to just be a subject. It's going to be her job and the job of scores of other people in Washington and locally in this country uh, because Americans are tired. That is a woman who, it's a subject, right? It's rhetoric. It's, it's, a, it's marketing yes, for their own jobs. Yes. She does, if she, I don't think she shops for herself. But if she does, she doesn't hear the numbers. Just for ice cream. Because, yeah, she doesn't have a budget. This is a woman worth I don't, tens of millions. I think when is the last time you suppose the uh, Biden household had a budget? Over $100 million. Their lives. What about the Obamas? What about the Clintons? When was the last time they sat around the kitchen table and went, holy crap, our gas bill just doubled and uh, I, my, my paycheck hasn't doubled, honey. What do we do? Uh, are, are completely disconnected from our lives. We are collateral damage. And when you think about what they've said. Exactly right. Uh, this is really about they had to destroy the village in order to save it. Yep. That's what Clyburn was yep. saying. We knew this was going to happen, he said. Oh, well. Because, yeah. you, you know. Yeah, James Clyburn, a congressman, actually last week said that they completely knew. They completely knew that uh, the Inflation Reduction Act would raise inflation. Listen to this. What do you say to people who say, boy, Washington can talk about all these big programs and everything else, but I'm worried about the cost of food. I'm seeing the cost of eggs shoot up, chicken, gasoline, you know, coming now with the the winter heating. I mean, these are all concerns that hit very directly to people who may say, you know, what's going on in D.C. doesn't think of us. Well, let me make it very clear. All of us are concerned about these rising costs, and all of us knew this would be the case uh, when we put in place this recovery program. There you go, kids. That's all you need to know. They knew, and you know why they knew? Because, uh, duh, it always happens that way. Yeah, when you increase uh, government spending dramatically, you know, uh, when you increase uh, the, uh, you try to correct it by raising the interest rates, things go to hell in a handbasket. Welcome back, Carter. It is, it is proven, okay? It's proven. Same way, uh, two quarters of negative growth means you have a recession. Uh, Joe Biden just decided to change the definition of a recession. So he says we're not in a recession, but guess what? We are. And all of us knew this would be the case uh, when we 
put in place this recovery program. Okay, so James Clyburn says that we all knew it was going to happen, but Bernie Sanders says no. Do you accept the criticism that the American Rescue Plan passed in, in early 2021 contributed to the current inflation issue we're dealing with now? No, I don't. Inflation right now, as I'm sure you know, Chuck, is an international problem. Uh, in no, not where, not not even anywhere close to where we are. Actually, maybe maybe in parts of Britain. Germany, it is ten percent. UK, it is ten percent. Canada, it is seven percent. Yeah, but it's higher than ten percent here. Have you been to the grocery store lately? Inflation globally is caused by the pandemic and the break in nah. supply chain. Nah, uh, it is. Uh, caused by, in my view, yeah. <clears throat> the war in Ukraine, obviously, and it is also caused... Now, you know, see, a year before the war in Ukraine, the uh, ga- price of gas had already doubled, so that's a lie. ...by incredible corporate greed, and I hope everybody... Wait, 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 you just said it was it was caused by the pandemic, and that was like three years ago altogether, and then you said it was because of Ukraine, and that happened less than a year ago. So um, what I'm saying about what you have to say right now is you're making stuff up. ...understands. Then when you go to the gas tank, you fill up your, your, your car today, the oil companies are making huge pro- profits. Yeah. The food companies are making huge profits. Really? They, prescription drug, a high pharmaceutical industry making huge profits. Well, you're not saying anything about, uh, I guess, big pharma and a vaccine, right? Yeah. Here's uh, Bernie Sanders. Uh, this land's not your land. This land is our land. This is Jim Gossett. From the coast of Cali to a New York alley. Inflation is somebody else's Nothing fault. Nothing would be finer than to sell it to China. This land was made for the CCP. He vacationed in the Soviet Climb Union. Climb it through the ceiling. Honeymoon. There's no racial healing. Schools teach CRT. Teachers are trannies. Uh, that is transphobic. This left wing, he's owned by Beijing. Joe sold his soul to the CCP. Transgendered individual. This land's not your land. This land is our land. And we'll destroy it. That's what we've got planned. To see will cower till he takes power. This land is for the CCP. There you go. So um, it's interesting because uh, nobody's reinventing the wheel as far as the economy is concerned. The Democrats didn't come up with something new. What they did is they went back to the uh, the, the New Deal. All right, they went back to Roosevelt and the uh, Depression and uh, creating uh, work, not creating jobs, just pre- creating work. If I pay somebody, hey, I need a hole dug in my backyard. I'll pay you fifty dollars to dig a hole. When you dig the hole, you're get you're getting paid. When the uh, when the work is over, then it's over. And you don't have a job. You see what I mean? But they did that. They 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 used the WA uh, the uh, the WPA. You know that was the uh, workers program that uh, that that uh, uh, Roosevelt came up with, and that's this tried and through true thing that the Democrats try every th- every time. The the Republicans, if they are reasonably intelligent, they have a plan as well, and it always works for economic growth. Cut taxes, cut regulation, unleash. Uh, uh, private enterprise unleash the uh, the fossil fuels that we have lying around under our feet, and it works every single time. Democrats always higher taxes, always 
tire regulation, always investment in worker programs, i.e. the WAP, or the WPA, like Roosevelt, and it always fails. There you go. There are two schools of thought. One works every time, one fails all the time. But the one that fails all the time expects you to not remember the failure. We aren't going to forget it this time because we're in the middle of it right now. We've seen it. We're feeling it right now like we've never felt it before. It's been 40 years. And the amazing thing is uh, most people who are like boomers, maybe some Gen Xers kids remember 40 years ago when Jimmy Carter did the same freaking thing to the country. But they rely on you not remembering that or you'd get distracted by abortion or get distracted by some other nonsense like inviting a transgendered person to the White House who's been a a girl for, you know, 200 days and suddenly is speaking for all women. Here's a soundbite of the weekend, actually. This is Joe Biden, like, losing it, falling asleep during an interview. This is on uh, MSNBC. I've got a a bunch of audio from this, actually. But here is uh, Joe Biden. And this is uh, on Friday night. I saw uh, several uh, people on television saying this is the end of Biden's presidency. And it should be. But it, it probably won't be. Because they're already picking up pieces for him over the weekend. They're already trying to act like this is no big deal. But listen, this is Joe Biden on Friday completely losing his train of thought. And the news uh, reporter literally have the saying, uh, Mr. President, Mr. President. I have not made that formal decision, but it's my intention. My intention to run again. And we have time to make that decision. Uh, uh, let me just real quick say this. There's no way this man will ever be able to run for president in 2024. Now, this is one of those uh, predictions that I have that I'm right most of the time on. Uh, I know you're, some people are clutching their uh, pearls and going, oh, my God, you can't say, dear God, are you kidding me, really? You think this is going to be able to run in 2024? I hate to tell you this, dementia doesn't get better. You don't get better from dementia. Uh, you know, there are a lot of things you're, it's, you're not going to recover from them. So dementia is one of those things. It's not going to get better from this moment. And if this is where we are now, then uh, he ain't going to be the president in 2024. And he's certainly not going to run again. Back to the tape. Dr. Biden is for it. Mr. President. Oh, Dr. Biden thinks that uh, my wife thinks that. Uh, now, when, uh, when he said Dr. Biden, the president looked down, completely disengaged, and that's when Jonathan Capehart of MSNBC leaped to his assistance to say, Mr. President, he didn't know if he'd fallen asleep, didn't know if he died for that matter. Uh, Dr. Biden is for it. Mr. President. Oh, Dr. Biden. He literally got his eyes closed. He's sitting there. He did. Mr. President. And he sat up like that. That's your president. Thinks that uh, my wife thinks that uh, that I uh, that that we're that we're doing something very important. Wow. Wow. Here is uh, Joe Biden outside talking to Jonathan Capehart in the fresh air, where we can actually maybe think cogently for a moment. Talking and acknowledging his uh, his mortality as a man who's already passed the national average for mortality with regard to men, uh, and that's without dementia. So let's say Trump doesn't run again. Convince Aunt Gloria that she should stick with you. Well, I think Aunt Gloria should take a look. I, I think it's a legitimate thing to be concerned 
about anyone's age, including mine. I think that's totally legitimate. But I think the best way to make the judgment is to, uh, to you know, watch me. Okay. Um, watch you. Watch you. Uh, this is the tape from the last 30 days of Joe Biden that I made up this morning. Let me start off with two words. Made in America. Soldiers of campaign learned to scale rock, ski, and survive preparing for the war. They were about Just imagine, I mean it sincerely. I say this as a father of a man who won the Bronze Star, the Conspicuous Service Medal, and lost his life in Iraq. If you get any questionable calls, please tell us by going to report fraud, report fraud, DOT. Doing something very important. So I became a full professor at the University of Pennsylvania. Do you think they're making a mistake? No, there are about 16 there I've already gone in for yet, and a lot more are asked. Another 20 or so. so I'm going to be going in. Okay, back to the interview with Jonathan Capehart about him, uh, his mortality. You know, am I slowing up? Am I don't have the same pace? Or, you know? Did, did, did uh, you not hear what I just played? No, uh, and that old... Talking to you, not him. He can't hear anything. Joke, you know, uh, um... Everybody talks about the, you know, the new 70s, 50s, and all that stuff. You know, I... 70 is the new 50. Well, in your case, 80 is the new 150. You know, it could be... I'm a great respecter of fate. I could get deceased tomorrow. I could, you know... He could get deceased tomorrow. I'm dead tomorrow. You could catch that deceased has been going around. But I, you know, in terms of my energy level, in terms of how much I'm able to do... I think people should look and say, is he, does he still have the same passion for what he's doing? All right. If that's the case, then you should uh, resign right now. I mean, duh. Let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. Dissent is not disinformation. It's The Rob Carson Show. If you get a chance to uh, follow me on social media, I uh, populated all of my pages with a lot of stuff. If you really want to check it out, Rob Carson Show, go to uh, Getter and Truth Social. One of the things I did this weekend, um, I, uh, I did a little shopping for myself, and, and I, my office furniture is kind of interesting. I, I could go to Ikea, I could go to Target, I could buy a piece of uh, furniture I put together, it's a piece of crap. Or, I'm not saying all of their stuff is crap, I'm just saying you got to be careful about some furniture you have to put together. So I just went out and bought a cobalt um, uh, rolling garage uh, toolbox. And that's my new file cabinet in my office. It's kind of cool. It's, it's got a work surface on top. It's wood. And it's got all these drawers. It's a toolbox. Except for I'm using it in my office instead of a file cabinet that I would normally go to Office Depot or, you know, you know uh, uh, Ikea. And, and a lot of people are using these as kitchen islands. I know you guys, and you know, if you work in work on cars and stuff, you're like, "What the hell, really?" But no, man, it's it's amazing. Anyway, go to social media if you want to check it out. So, uh, uh, Joe Biden uh, fell asleep during an interview on Friday. I have not made that formal decision, but it's my intention, my intention to run again, and we have time to make that decision. Uh, Dr. Biden is for it, Mr. President. Oh. Dr. Biden thinks that uh, he literally, Jonathan Capehart, uh, woke the president up. He was drifting off. He was staring off of the distance. I'm not kidding. If you need to see it, it's all over the place. If you haven't seen it yet, he was gone. He was gone. And, uh, and they, uh, the interviewer had to say, Mr. President. And they aired that. 
and you see how the tide is turning with regard to races around the country, and then you see things like uh, the New York Times and the Wall Street Journal going after the Biden administration on some things. This interview is just the latest. Nobody's really defending him. Here the president is acting, uh, being asked about the incredible. Now, you know he's lost his marbles when he thinks that uh, Kamala Harris is doing a great job. The vice president of the United States, yeah. Vice President Harris. How's she doing? You're almost two years in. How's she doing? She's doing great. She is a, uh, first of all, she's smart as hell. If your job is being given positions that you have no intention of doing anything while you're in them. She has she has a backbone like a ramrod, and she has enormous integrity. She has a backbone like a ramrod. You just fill in the blanks on that one. And, uh, but if you take a look out there. Out there, just take a look out there. There isn't any public figure that is, you know. Wow. I mean, wow. 60% favorable ratings. I mean, you know. Most of them, and but she is doing a great job, and she is, and she is really, really thoroughly informed, and, and particularly in areas of foreign policy and national security issues. Um, somebody, share me one instance where she has known at all, and I'm, I'm all seriously, any policy proposal, any sentence that Kamala Harris has said that is impactful or, for that matter, makes any sense for as long as she's been the vice president. Go right ahead. Here's the number. 800-922-6680. Tulsi Gabbard was making a round. She was on uh, Mike Huckabee's show. And, and one of the common themes for this election, the thing that's going to save the country, is a thing called common sense which we've been seeing die in this country for, uh, for decades. In fact, uh, I would venture to say that uh, the opposite of common sense has become common. But here is uh, Tulsi Gabbard talking about what is driving both members of both parties this election cycle. This is just common sense, yeah. but it is so crazy. And, and it is. It blows my mind that here we are in 2022. I never would have imagined that we'd be in a place where Having a, a Supreme Court justice nominee define what a woman is was an impossible task. Yeah. Yes, and we have a woman on the Supreme Court who could not define what a woman is. <laughs> that, that these very simple truths and realities that we live with in our everyday lives have now become questionable. Freedom of speech is now something that people in positions of... And this is why I say you have every right to your opinion. Nobody can say otherwise. They cannot call anything you say misinformation or disinformation. Power are saying, well, actually, no, I don't think that's relevant in today's society. Because All right, we got more on this. And uh, uh, speaking of morons, uh, Joe Biden as well talking about the, uh, uh, well, with, with millennials and uh, Gen Z at the White House. And it got really uh, goofy yesterday. Let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. European American Armory Corp, or EAA Corp, is specialized in providing high-quality, innovative, and reasonably priced firearms to the U.S. since 1990. You can choose from a wide selection of unique and traditional pistols, whether you're looking for a concealed carry, revolver, shotgun, or competition pistol, EAA Corp has it. 
EAA's 1911 series comes in compact, carry, or full size in three popular calibers. If you're a first-time gun owner, EAA Corp's all-in-one 9mm MC9 striker fire pistols come fully equipped in a sleek, light, ergonomic package ideal for everyday carry. In addition, their lineup includes the MC312 series of 12-gauge shotguns for hunting, sporting, tactical, or personal defense that will exceed your expectations. There is a limited lifetime warranty on every series available today at EAA Corp. EAA Corp says get the quality firearm you've always wanted and save yourself a lot of hard-earned money. Visit EAACorp.com. That's EAACorp.com to learn more and order online or through your local dealer. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now, you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob Carson Show. Hope you had a, uh, a nice uh, weekend with your family. Many of you had birthdays. October is a huge, the, the biggest month for birthdays. And a lot of people say it's because uh, Valentine's Day happens, you know, nine months earlier or whatever. Yeah, maybe there's something to do. I don't know. I don't know what it is. But I know that my wife's office had a, uh, literally had a party just for October birthdays. So I guess that's discriminatory to everybody else who's, uh, you know, born other times during the year. I was, my daughter was born in June. She was kind of the odd person out. The rest of my family's all, uh, all October and November. Kind of weird that way. Kind of strange that way. But I hope you had a, uh, a great weekend with you and your family. My, uh, my Chiefs won uh, handily over San Francisco over the weekend. So it was nice to see uh, things turn around there. So uh, a transgender activist met Joe Biden in the Oval Office and, uh, and uh, says that the president watched uh, Days of Girlhood, his uh, TikTok series about transitioning. Now, this, uh, this person has been a girl for uh, uh, Dylan Mulvaney. has been a girl for about 200 days. And this, uh, this person goes to, uh, to uh, the White House over the weekend, and they have this little summit. Um, and uh, it was a, a bunch of uh, Gen Zers, I guess, there. And uh, the, the president uh, listened to the, uh, the concerns of Gen Zers, I guess. And uh, one of the things that the president is down with is gender. It's called gender-affirming care, by the way. All right? So uh, being pro-choice is being pro-killing a fetus in the womb, which is what it is, just to be honest. It's ending the life of a fetus in the womb. That is uh, now a choice. It's not pro-abortion. It's pro-choice, all right? And now uh, little girls getting a hysterectomy before age 12, putting on uh, uh, hormone uh, treatments to stop puberty and removing her breasts, and young boys having their penises removed and the skin used to create an artificial vagina and going on uh, hormone treatments for the rest of their lives with all sorts of detrimental health effects they don't even know, including osteoporosis. But it's called gender-affirming care. And Joe Biden is completely cool with it. Do you think states should have a right to ban gender-affirming health care? I don't think any state or anybody should have the right to do that. As a moral question and as a legal question. I just think it's wrong. No, no, no. What's really wrong is for doctors to uh, uh, prescribe hormones to uh, children otherwise experiencing a regular puberty. And then, uh, then doctors literally doing unnecessary surgery on them. See, that would be the correct answer. 
Now, uh, for those of you who don't know, this uh, this buffoon, this uh, Dylan Mulvaney, who's been a girl for 220 days, actually kind of a shorter time, I think, between Leah Thomas's uh, junior year and senior year in college when he suddenly decided to be a girl and was able to go into the women's locker room and it changed with his, his you know manhood hanging out and then beat the hell out of the women in their sport because he's like 6'4 with a wingspan of Shaquille O'Neal. But here is Dylan Mulvaney uh, talking about the joys of being a girl. Uh, he's been a girl uh, less than a year, but he's already going to not only meet with the President of the United States, but is also going to become a mother. Now I know I can find love. I know I can still be a performer. I know that I can have a family. I want to be a mom one day, and I absolutely can. No, you, you absolutely cannot. And that's why the narrative still has a long way to go, because... When I was grieving Boy Dylan, I didn't know those things were even... Yeah, this, this person was invited to the White House as some sort of a sage for being uh, insane. It's the same... I don't know what it is. What, what is the deal about Democrats right now? They'll listen to a high school student, literally, I think she was 14, when she took the world stage, and Mommy and Daddy bought her a multi-million yacht to sail across the ocean to talk about climate change, and then she couldn't get back across. They literally had to fly her back and tow the boat... I'm talking about Greta Thunberg. For some reason, uh, Democrats just fall for this stupid crap. Here is uh, this, uh, this uh, Dylan Mulvaney, the trans activist, a biological male who's been a girl for uh, 220 days, uh, talking about how uh, he can't wear leather shorts because his uh, man package is still there. Day 74 of being a girl, round of applause for the makeup. And I wore this outfit shopping today, and I thought that these might be my new shopping shorts. But I was walking around. Very self-centered, by the way. Not uncommon for Gen Z. And everyone was staring. And I was like, oh. Everybody's staring because they could see your package. You look like, uh, you know, what was it? Uh, Robert Robert uh, Plant uh, singing with Led Zeppelin in 1971. Okay, what's going on? And they Robert, were, I love the song, but man, you got to loosen those pants up. We're all staring directly at my crotch. And I went, oh, I forgot that my crotch doesn't look like other women's crotches sometimes. Yeah, because you have a penis. Because mine doesn't look like a little Barbie pocket. A little Barbie pocket is what they call the girl parts now. It's a Barbie pocket. And I thought, okay, Dylan, you have some options here. Number one, you can stop wearing clothes that fit like this and, and just find looser fitting items. Number two, I can do a tuck, which is going to have to be a whole other video, but it's very painful and involved of a... Or number three, I just normalize it, and I wear clothes. Yeah, well, you're never going to uh, you're never going to normalize that. Nopey, nopey, no. Nopey, nopey, no. Wow. Just wow. So he did this, and, and by the way, the, uh, the, what was the name of the, uh, the, the session? It's called Now What? I guess is what now this now this that's the name of the the sessions uh, uh, now this is a progressive video centric news site for young people was granted access to the Bidens for an interview regarding uh, Democrat friendly topics like gun legislation student loan relief abortion access criminal justice climate justice and uh, trans rights and of course he invited this insane person Dil Mul- Dil- Dil- Dylan Mulvaney who's been a, uh, a woman for 222 days now I guess and this is this is your president this is your government they they invite these people as some sort of i guess sages when they're really legitimately completely insane absolutely freaking insane uh let's go to brian in santa cruz california the home of kscr glorious affiliate hello brian welcome to the show what's on your mind today 
Hey, Rob. How are you doing today? I'm glorious. What's up? Uh, I just wanted to call and let you know, um, I, my entire life, I've always thought it was kind of silly for people to vote straight tickets. Yeah. I've always assumed that, you know, maybe there's good and bad on both sides, but I got to tell you, this year, I'm voting total straight Republican. Um, This is just out of hand. Yeah. Brian, I, I think what I would gather, you're not only looking at the state of the economy, the state of the country, but also uh, the insanity being embraced by the Democrat Party. Is that is that a part of it as much as their bad economic policy and foreign policy? Yeah, absolutely. I sort of feel these days that there's got to be a little bit something wrong with you if you are a Democrat and yeah. identify as a Democrat. Well, Brian, you heard the... And I, and uh, this- I, you heard this and Dylan Mulvaney. I heard, Mul- you, la- Go I ahead, heard you last week talking about uh, if you're in a state where they continue this insanity, you need to move. And that's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm moving to Indiana soon. Are you really? You're moving to Indiana. <laughs> that's not bad. Whereabouts are you going to move? You going to move near uh, Indianapolis or what? A little town in southern Indiana called Salem. Oh, my goodness. Well, you're going to enjoy some fresh air. You're going to be able to see the Milky Way at night, and you're not going to have to deal with the nonsense of California. Congratulations, my brother. Exactly. All right, man. Thanks for the phone call. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. What? Okay, have a good day. Very good. Here is, uh, this is uh, Joe Biden. Um, he was talking about his loan bailout. Now, now here's here's what, uh, a message I want to make, and I, and I made this uh, uh, this comment to uh, Ken Paxton on Friday, the AG of uh, the state of Texas. And I said, if Joe Biden is uh, willing to cancel the student debt loan of, uh, of uh, people who have student debt, then that should make every financial contract signed by an adult 18 years of age or older null and void. I absolutely, absolutely believe you cannot subjectively say that a loan for education can be repaid by the government and consequently part of that contract null and void without saying that my freaking mortgage, I signed my mortgage as an adult, I had a term for payment, I had a monthly payment, we agreed to it. But because student loans are covered, they are the same sort of uh, contract. It is a contract for a service. There is nothing better or worse uh, about college education than, for instance, uh, I don't know, uh, framing in your new patio or, or buying a home or buying a car. Right? Aren't those all? Those are all financial contracts you sign as an adult. You expect to pay them back. So if this is going to be allowed to be done, I think that we should overwhelm the Justice Department, we should overwhelm the court system with uh, financial contracts that we expect to be no and void because the President of the United States said with a wave of a pen that he would er erase student debt. 100%. 100%. But here's the President. He he even forgot. He even forgot that he signed an executive order on this nonsense. By the way, it's been blocked so far. It was just uh, blocked by another court. So nothing's happening yet. But here he is. He didn't remember that Congress didn't pass it. He said that it just barely passed. This on the heels of a weekend of interviews where he bumbled and stumbled and gazed off into the distance and literally had to be uh, shaken by the reporter, I guess verbally, to, uh, to come back to reality. The other piece what we're trying to do is, you're probably aware, I've 
just signed a law that's being challenged by my Republican colleagues. It's not a law. It was an executive order. The same people who got PPP loans during the for up to close. To yeah, but you see, the government shut down their businesses. In some cases, up to five, six hundred. Not hypocritical at all. Thousand dollars. They absolutely wrong. Have no problem with that. The individuals in Congress got those. But um, what we've provided for is, if you went to school, if you qualify for a Pell Grant, you qualify for. Two thousand. I mean, excuse me. Uh, you, you qualify. I don't know why you have to pay back Pell grants. They're grants for twenty thousand dollars in debt forgiveness. Secondly, if you ah, so you, you, the fact you got free money from the government is an excuse for you not to pay back the money you loaned from the government. Don't have one of those loans. You just get ten thousand written off. It's passed. I got it passed by a vote or two. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. You, you did an executive order. You're wrong. And it's in effect. And already. A total of, I think it's now, 13 million people have applied. Yeah. Uh, again, every financial contract needs to be null and void if you are down with uh, uh, students not paying back, or I should say ex-students not paying back their debt, for an education. Makes sense? I think it makes sense. We're going to move into uh, the, uh, the COVID overreaction by the government, the things that uh, the COVID overreaction did to our kids. Also, uh, Donald Trump had a tremendous rally in Texas over the weekend, and including an incredible moment where the crowd broke out spontaneously into the national anthem. I'll explain that was all about. Coming up in a second, you are listening to The Rob Carson Show. feasts while we're expected to dine on the crumbs. To those who strove to deter us from our responsibility, you have failed. Time to send those crumb suckers home. It's the Rob Carson Show. Day 74 being a girl. Round of applause for the makeup. And I wore this outfit shopping today. And I thought that these might be my new shopping shorts. Yeah, this is who Joe Biden invited to the White House over the weekend. Uh, there was this uh, summit and there's this uh, group online, the progressive video centric news site called Now This, which is kind of what you and I are looking at the headlines uh, every day in the news. We look at we look at what's happening, you know, and we go now this. Oh, great. Now this. I mean, as though things couldn't descend any further. But of course, uh, Joe Biden uh, is affirming gender affirming care, which is mutila- mutilization of children. Yeah, this is your Democrat party. Do you think states should have a right to ban gender affirming health care? I don't think any state or anybody should have the right to do that. As a moral question and as a legal question. Yeah, it is a moral question for uh, a state to be down with children going there for a sex change operation and hormone treatment that don't change your sex. It's just taking mentally ill kids and uh, prescribing them with a lifetime of uh, suffering and uh, because they're, they're, uh, e- e- they're mentally ill. It's uh, remarkable. And all of this is going to uh, uh, be meted out starting on November the 8th. All of this nonsense. All of this, these uh, headlines that make you go, now this, now this. Joe Biden, or I should say Donald Trump. Donald Trump this weekend, uh, he on, uh, on Saturday, which is uh, technically my birthday. Uh, it's, a, it's a complex uh, thing. Uh, uh, my original birth certificate was uh, October 23rd. Then I got adopted. Then there was some sort of mix-up, says uh, October 22nd. It's weird. So I just made the whole weekend my birthday. Donald Trump had a, uh, a rally on my birthday in, are you ready for this, Robstown, Texas. So let me just be the first person to say, 
Uh, not necessary, Mr. President, but greatly appreciated. Greatly appreciated. Here is uh, Donald Trump uh, saying that he is going to sue the publications who uh, who went with the Russia collusion lie to get their Pulitzers. You realize that there are there are newspaper publications that still have their Pulitzer Prize for investigative journalism, even though the Russia collusion hoax was a lie. It was completely fabricated. Yeah. As an example, all you have to do is. Look Look, this week, the FBI paid $200,000 to one of its informants to help them obtain bogus FISA warrants against me and peddle the fake Russia hoax. Remember that? The little thing called... You notice nobody talks about it. And payback's coming on that, including to the FBI. And yet they gave out the Pulitzer Prize for reporting on the Russia hoax. I think they should take a couple syllables out. Just call it the Pulitzer Prize. Okay, reporting on Russia, Russia, Russia. So you have reporters from the Washington Post, the New York Times, that got Pulitzer Prizes, and they reported the exact wrong thing. So within the next two weeks, we're suing the Pulitzer organization to have those prizes taken back. You would think that uh, you might, I don't know, consider that to be uh, unscrupulous and embarrassing to get a, uh, a Pulitzer Prize for following a story that was made up. You'd think that Pulitzer, uh, the organization, would have the uh, decency, I guess, to admit they were wrong, but they don't, you see, because they put politics first. Here is uh, uh, the president, Donald Trump, talking about the uh, other story that the media will not cover, and that is the 2020 election. These crooked people, and the only thing they don't invest, uh, they don't want to do investigate, the only thing they don't want to do, they won't investigate, was the corruption that took place in that election, which was massive. And the facts are all there. We have so many for every single swing state. You take a look, and most of the people in yep. this audience know it. Oh, it's going to come in. It's going to come out. Because you know a lot more. And these people back there, they don't want to cover it. And that's the problem that we have with our country right now, because the fake news will not even talk about it. And if you talk about it, if you're an anchor like Lou Dobbs, who's great, if you're an anchor and you know it's right and you talk about it, you lose your job. Yeah, you know what? There's a lot of things that have been called misinformation or disinformation. They were verboten. Hunter Biden's laptop couldn't talk about it. Couldn't talk about it. You know why? Because uh, the Biden administration, the FBI and other organizations and big social media media shut down the story there's a major court case going through right now and we're going to have more details on that as the show progresses but it's going to come out on the wash all of the things that have been called misinformation or disinformation in the last two years they're going to come out this is the president talking about january the 6th uh the washington uh, washingtonian did an article about what's happening to what they call sixers these are people who are arrested for being on capitol hill in the uh, planned uh attack on the capitol not by trump supporters by the way by the fbi and at least 14 left-leaning groups most of the sixers existence goes into isolation the uh, cells on uh, on Charlie 2 Bravo are singles. Each day they get five and a half hours of window time outside the cell. Okay, each one of them. Sixers on a rotation get to take part in a cherished ritual every evening at 9 o'clock. It's singing the national anthem. Here's the president, uh, Donald Trump, talking about January 6th, the overpunishment of those people in the Bastille, and then they broke into the national anthem. Time he talks, he cries. These are the people we have. But remember this. January 6th, this committee 
The two things they didn't talk about, two things, was that the people went down there and you could have had over a million people. Yep. And they sang the entire anthem. The truth is going to come out. Hell is coming on November the 8th. They can't stop it. And they know it. And they're going to try a lot of crazy crap in the meantime. Kelly Sadler uh, works for the Washington Times. Newsmax contributor. Going to be talking about all of the malfeasance with regard to COVID coming up after this break. Don't go anywhere. Mainstream media, big social media, and the Democrat Party say you spread disinformation. It means you know the truth. The important is you said the truth. It's the Rob Carson Show. from the uh, Robstown, Texas, Trump rally this weekend. And even though the mainstream media said, oh, Trump rallies are getting small, there's nobody showing up. About 20, 25,000 people showed up there. It hasn't gone away. That people would spontaneously sing the national anthem when Donald Trump mentioned J6 protesters still in jail awaiting trial. Awaiting trial in solitary confinement, frequently denied toiletries, denied uh, visits from their families. Uh, The Bastille is going to uh, be stormed eventually. It's going to be figuratively, and it's going to happen after November the 8th. God willing. Uh, Joining us on the phone, special guest, Kelly Sadler. She's a commentary editor for the Washington Times, Newsmax contributor, uh, former communications director for the American First Action, among other things, and former special assistant to President Trump. She's on the Newsmax hotline. Kelly, good morning. How are you today? Good morning. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm glorious. I'm, I'm just trying to figure out how we're supposed to take uh, an administration seriously when they have a, uh, uh, a big uh, uh, powwow on uh, Capitol Hill and they invite a uh, person who has been a woman for 200 days to represent uh, transgendered individuals and women over the weekend. What did you think of that, uh, of that uh, summit this weekend in Washington, D.C.? No, it's an absolute abomination, and every woman um, should be personally offended. Uh, this is a character that's popular on TikTok who just has just transitioned to being a woman, uh, talking about women's issues, basically uh, making fun. If you look at the content um, of this person's uh, TikTok, it's, it's, it's making fun of women and our experiences and what we've been through, uh, getting our periods, giving birth to children. Um, it's an absolute abomination. And this transgender movement needs to stop. We need to start calling it out as what it is 
and especially with children, it is child mutilation. It is, there is, it is not gender affirming. Um, it is castrating uh, young boys, uh, you know, taking the breasts off of young girls, putting them on hormones that we don't know the effect, um, the long-term effect, and it, it, it's got to be stopped. It's got to be outlawed. And hospitals who practice uh, this, uh, should should be blacklisted and not given any government funding. Kelly, I got to tell you, and first of all, I'm married to a Kelly. Kellys are awesome; they always are. I don't know what it is about Kellys. They just are, there are no serial killers named Kelly. Did you ever notice that? They're, they're not. They're not. You're not capable. You're too good a people. Uh, anyway, but but you know. It, it, one day that people are going to have to be held accountable for this because if doctors and therapists uh, are willing to go this way with children, what are they capable of, Kelly? Honestly, think about this. I, I've, I've used this analogy. My son hates it. Why do you use analogies like you compare where we are with former Soviet Union or, or Nazi Germany? I'm like, because, son, if you've been on the planet long enough, you'll know that history repeats itself. Now, if you heard that Anthony Fauci was experimenting on beagles while taking twin beagles, males, and on one beagle, giving them hormone treatments to stop them from becoming adult male dogs, and, and then surgically remove their penises and make the flesh into an artificial vagina don't you suppose that the left would be going bat guano crazy but when it's children it's yeah. perfectly fine yeah no i mean i've got three young boys and, and let me tell you, you anyone who's raised children knows that when they're you know young and they're toddlers they love to wear my high heels around the house like i can walk in them like mommy walks in them and you know lucas likes wearing pink and and i'm not they're not girls they're yeah. boys and yeah. they're experimenting, and they're impressionable youth. And in this, it's just disgusting that these parents at such a young age would take them to these transvestite, you know, drag shows, shows yeah, yeah. Um, that are supposed to be, the kids don't need to learn about this stuff. They don't need to know this. They need to have parents that support them in who they, you know, in who they are and bring them up as boys, as, as boys and girls, and they don't need to learn about the sex stuff. Until much later in life, get out of the house, 18 plus, 21 plus, you do you. I have no problem with that. But it's, it's kind of pushing this down our children's throats, at, whether it be at school or, you know, at local libraries here in Washington, D.C. that are putting on these performances. Uh, this is stuff that the children need to be, they don't need to learn this. They need to learn their mathematics, their science, their writing, their English. There's so many things that need to be taught in the schools that are not being taught. And instead, I feel like this gender-affirming uh, this, this stuff is creeping into the school curriculum. And we I live in Virginia. Loudoun County was at the forefront yes. um, of this. But, uh, you know, I want my boys to go into a locker room, and it needs to be a boys' locker room. Yeah. I, I want girls to be able to go into a girls' bathroom. I don't want boys in girls' bathrooms. Um, or or, or it needs the bathroom stuff is crazy. Boys' bathrooms now want tampon dispensing uh, you know, cells. <laughs> in them. It's, but it's maddening. It's yeah. absolutely yeah. psychologically damaging for these kids at a very impressionable age. Well, and you've also got to look at where we're headed. I mean, right now, this this transgenderism, this nonsense that that some of America's preeminent uh, children's hospitals that I've actually worked with, uh, that they're doing this. If they're willing to do this uh, as a prestigious hospital, then what would they be willing to do? 
uh, if somebody else was in charge, what would they? What what ends are they willing to go to if they're willing to uh, sacrifice healthy tissue because a child wants to be the opposite? I, honestly, Kelly, where do we go? How much further do we descend? Because if we're able to not only like Democrats are down, it's a woman's decision when she kills that baby in her womb. It can be you know it, literally it can be five minutes before birth, and the only reason the only thing separating life from death is a fleshy wall and a bag of water but if if the democrats are willing to go that with abortion and this with transgender uh affirmation whatever then how much further are they going to take this kelly well it's a slippery slope i you know i remember just back in the obama years with the overfell uh decision that legalized gay marriage and there was you know the right saying this is a slippery slope this is a slippery slope i think that was right in 2000 2008 and look how far we've gone um, from from that right into now this transgender rights. And there's many within the gay and lesbian community that are outraged um, that, that basically the transgenders have hijacked their movement and are now discrediting them um, yeah, and yeah. what they accomplished. But this is how fast this is all snowballed, that yeah. we're now talking about child mutilation happening in hospitals uh, with insurance companies picking up the tab. Uh, it's it's, it's absolutely mind-blowing, and conservatives yeah. need to take a stand against this. Ron DeSantis is doing the right thing, um, outlawing you know, this type of stuff to be permitted in school. I've had, I've had friends of mine who, who, have, who have spoken that, that their son is taking a daughter's name in school and going to you know, classes, gender-affirming classes, and they weren't even notified about it. Unbelievable. There was no, there was no parental consent in the household and how it how it kind of really divided their household these 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 things need to be handled inside your household um and parents need to be able to have a say over this and they cannot go with this woke culture saying that i accept you for whomever you are whatever you want to be um because it's really damaging it's child abuse it is 100 percent uh child abuse um i also was reading this uh, told that you've got three boys you say how old are your boys by the way I have twins uh, that are 11 years old, and I have uh, a nine-year-old boy. Very nice, very oh, nice. I've got a. I have a 22-year-old son and a 17-year-old daughter. Uh, the headline this morning, Profound Toll of Pandemic and Remote Learning on America's Children Revealed. Worst math score since 1969. Uh, we have not begun to grasp, and I was, I was in the middle of this while it was happening. I said, we will never be able to quantify the amount of damage that we're doing to our children unnecessarily. Uh, let's, wh- what do you think about when all is said and done with regard to this pandemic and what it did to our kids? Uh, what's going to have to happen to the people who perpetrated this crap on the American American people and our kids. Well, we can't ever forget. And I'm, I'm, my son was, when the pandemic hit, was in second grade. Um, and, and, and at the time, I was yelling from the rooftops that we need to reopen our schools. We need to reopen our schools because I, I saw the kids learning virtually here in Virginia. It was a joke. There was no learning going on. Um, I knew that summer of 2020, the schools wouldn't reopen in the fall. I just felt the political headwinds. And it was like, what damage is this going to do our children, especially minority children who yes. don't have two parents at home overseeing this Zoom nonsense? Um, so I, I put them in, I pulled them out of public school and I put them Good. in private school. And but in order to pass into their grades in private school, my youngest, who suffered the most from the shutdown, had to repeat a grade. 
Um, oh so he's now he's now in third grade. He should be in fourth grade. But we're seeing this level. All the fourth graders are, are more than a year behind. And we saw this coming, but we were all called out as conspiracy theorists, as, as lunatics. Anthony Fauci was protecting the teachers' unions. Joe Biden's was his administration was working with the teachers unions to delay yeah. reopening um and now the cdc with the with the vaccine wants to have all children uh, have the covid vaccine before they can go into public schools we're still fighting this fight yeah and we well kelly i'm just going to say i'm going to say after after all the misinformation all the bull crap about the covid vaccine and all this, i am not afraid to say don't get your kid vaccinated oh i'm not uh, too much not yeah. no i mean it, this doesn't affect all three of my boys have had covid Right, yeah. they have national yes. immunity. None of this is ever put into the equation. Um, but you know, as we're coming up to the midterm, you need whatever state you live in, whatever elected you you put into office, make sure that they say they go against that. Uh, the vac- we we will not implement mandatory um, vaccinations for your ch- child to go to public school because we're still we're still fighting this fight. And in terms of the student loss and the, the educational loss, we're gonna it's gonna take us decades. Yeah. out of, of this learning and there's been studies done of the impact it's going to have to our gdp um, i think the only thing that we can do and i've talked to a lot of people about this is we need to start firing bad teachers and rewarding the good teachers yes. um and and the student the the you know the teachers unions have got to get out of the way Kelly, also, I, I would hope that there will be some teachers out there speaking out against this, like uh, with so many FBI whistleblowers with regard to uh, the uh, the Hunter Biden laptop story, et cetera. Uh, you would think that more teachers would be averse to this, but you never hear much from teachers. You hear a lot of things from outraged uh, outraged parents. Do you suppose it's just teachers fearing for their jobs, or have they really bought into this nonsense that has infected uh, not only uh, public but private schools around the country? Well, I'm sure there. I know that there are good teachers out there, and um, and those teachers are, are, are should be more highly compensated um, for speaking out. But I'm sure they don't speak out because of their jobs. We saw when there was a bunch of vaccine mandates for the teachers, um, a lot of teachers left. A lot of those good teachers left because they yeah, would rather yeah. leave their job than get be forced to get the job. Um, but you know, I feel like a lot of people who are attracted to the teaching profession don't really want to teach children. They're more of activists now. Yeah, um, they exactly. want to indoctrinate our children. And so with yeah. that uh, comes its own problems. Yeah. Kelly, I want to thank you for being on the show today. I'm sorry we don't have more time. I am optimistic, and I think that uh, this Thanksgiving we'll have even more to be thankful for. Uh, in 30 seconds, what do you think is going to happen on November the 8th, and what do you hope happens to the country after that? It's going to be a red wave. Red tsunami, I think we pick up. Uh, 28 seats in the House, and I think we win the Senate. I think Herschel right. Walker doesn't go into a runoff. He wins it outright. We've got, we've got both chambers. All right, very good. Well, God bless you. I appreciate you joining me today. Uh, and we can find you, of course, all over social media at Kelly Sadler, including Getter and Truth Central as well. Any place else we can tell people to find you, Kelly? Twitter. I'm on that place that monitors you. But like, all right. <laughs> all right, very good. Have a glorious uh, weekend, and Godspeed, and God bless. We'll talk again soon. Thanks, Rob. You bet. It's the Rob Carson Show. To all the Brandons out there, we salute you. It's the Rob Carson Show. Headline over the weekend, Republican canvasser wearing Marco Rubio t-shirt and DeSantis cap brutally attacked in Florida by a gang of four who said Republicans aren't allowed in this neighborhood. 
Yeah. Uh, he suffered internal bleeding, broken jaw, will need facial reconstructive surgery. Not immediately clear whether police are investigating the incident. This happened in uh, Miami-Dade County. And this is what Democrats have been doing to conservatives for uh, years. And I have said that we, uh, we are going to end this conservative apartheid, whether that be uh, physical confrontations, whether that be exclusion from work, whether that be exclusion from promotions. I've experienced that myself in my career with regard to uh, this. Uh, we know the conservative media, they, uh, they never get the big accounts. They, you know, a Ford Motor Company doesn't, uh, doesn't advertise on my network, Newsmax. Why not? We've got great numbers. Uh, we drive uh, Fords from Gen- or cars from General Motors. Why not? We're tired of this this relegation of conservatism to the back of the proverbial bus. Nonsense, nonsense. We're also being sick and tired of being told uh, what is what we are saying is misinformation or disinformation, particularly about COVID. I've got a bunch of unbelievable audio next hour. CDC Director Rochelle Walensky. She just got her recent booster. Omicron-specific COVID-19 booster. She's positive for COVID. Why in the hell are you getting the vaccine? Cecilia in Severna Park, Maryland, is on the phone. She'd like to talk about that. She's got a grandson in the Navy, uh, Navy who, who had a bad reaction to the vaccine. Cecilia, welcome to the show. What's on your mind today? Hi, Rob. I'm, in, I'm calmer than I was that day in Walmart when I talked to you. Yes, yes. But our, Go ahead. Son, our grandson, Ronnie, is still in Ship 5, which is separations in Illinois, after he got the shot. At boot camp, I got the myocarditis and pericarditis. We're hoping he'll be home by Christmas, but all the paperwork has to go to Washington and so It is, and we can't find anything else. We can't visit him. Nothing. We get well, his it, letters. Yes. But that's it. Um, we hope he's doing okay. Uh, they're not allowed to visit, but it's Christmas. Now, wait, you're, you're, wait a minute. So hold on. Your grandson is in the Navy. He got he the was COVID the vaccine. He was in the Navy uh-huh. And he got the COVID vaccine. I called you from Walmart. I, I do, but I get a lot of phone calls. Let me go ahead and refresh okay. for the audience. Okay, Cecilia? Yeah. So your grandson had uh, myocarditis because of the vaccine. He is being held in isolation. You cannot talk to him? Not isolation. He, call, he calls home, but he's in a called separations of the Navy. Okay. So where is he and who is he with? He's with, like, all the kids that are separated from boot camp. They wow. can't go on, like, they're hurt or mental or anything. If, you know, they don't pass the physical, okay? Yes. Well, he was in, like, his sixth week or fifth week of boot camp where, and excelled at everything. And then when he got the shot, like, two days later, I didn't sure wow. the timeline, he was having chest pains. They wanted yeah. him to wait till Monday to see someone. And he said, no, I need to go to the hospital. They sent him to the hospital. And with that, it was pericarditis and the, uh, the other one, myocarditis. So he has been in ship five being medically boarded now since September 8th or 9th, which is going on six weeks. And now they're saying he might be home by Christmas. Well, I hope so. Medically boarded a lot. But I wanted to give you that update to tell you it was calmer, but this is ridiculous. He was a perfectly 18-year-old, healthy young man. I know, and I've got more stories on this, and I thank you for joining me, uh, cool. Cecilia. I'm going to save them till next hour because a I bunch of them have one more thing about Camilla. Real quick, go. Okay, she knows something. Russia's bigger than Ukraine. So give her that credit, would you please? 
Oh, I, I insulted Kamala, Kamala's uh, ins, ins, in, uh, in intelligence because she actually knows that Russia is bigger than Ukraine. You're right. She's a oh, genius. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Rob. Thanks All right. God bless you. And God bless your grandson. I hope he gets home for Christmas. We are Thank thinking you. about you. We're praying for you, honestly and truly. Thank you. Thank you for calling. Let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. They called us deplorables. They shut down our country. They say our thoughts are disinformation. is our response, The Rob Carson Show. Hour number three of The Rob Carson Show. I hope you had a uh, glorious weekend. Can you believe it's already the 24th of October and we are, what, uh, six, uh, seven, and eight, 15 days away from the uh, election? And hopefully the uh, Democrats will be uh, uh, driven from power and influenced not only on the federal level, but also the local level with regard to the nonsense, the, the nonsense, the, uh, the inmates running the asylum that has happened the last couple of years on the heels of the last, I don't know, 20 or 30 years uh, as far as the direction of the country is concerned. Uh, we do have a phone call real quick before we launch into some other things. Joey in uh, Parkville, Maryland is a teacher wants to talk about uh, some of the things that uh, teachers are dealing with having to teach and whatnot in America's classrooms. Joey, welcome to the show. Uh, what's on your mind today, sir? Oh, well, hello. Um, first thing I would tell the parents, get involved. Do not believe whatever you're told face values. The, the schools are filled with transgender ideology, CRT. Um, there are males that use the female uh, facilities in many of our schools. I've seen it firsthand. Uh, teachers are encouraged to lie to parents about a kid's preferred, you know, identity, gender identity. If they say that they're female, but they don't want the parents to know, when we contact the parents, they want us to use their, their real name and their biological gender, but in school they want us to lie. So they, they don't want the parents to know. Um, it's everywhere. I mean, all this stuff. So a lot of the teachers like myself, we're just leaving. They're leaving in droves. We're making uh, plan B's, plan C's. Uh, most of us have, you know, two and three year plans to get out. A lot of these teachers that, that lean central or right, they're, they're fleeing. So you are uh, preparing to get out of the teaching profession. When you're sitting around in the lounge, when you're talking to your fellow teachers, what percentage of, uh, of them are buying this transgender CRT nonsense? And what percentage are going, you know what, bull crap? Um, I would say the vast majority that I personally meet say is BS, um, but they're afraid um, Administrators have told this is a phase that they're they're hoping kind of goes through, but the reason I don't think that that it's going to die down is because we need the support of the parents. We need you to be vocal. Those parents that don't agree with this, we need you to be vocal because what's happening is the parents that do support this, they're the ones who are vocal. They're the ones who are calling the administrators and trying to get the teachers to use, you know, these gender identities instead of yeah. uh, biological gender. So we need the parent support. Do not trust what you hear. 
Make sure that, that you're in contact with your teachers, with the with your administrators. If you don't agree with this stuff, please be vocal. We need your support because we're we're the ones who are going to lead. Yeah, Joey. Now, we, what what's going to have to happen to uh, schools to keep you in the profession? I I want to go back to teaching. I want to go back to doing what I I signed up for. You know, yes. 16, 20 years ago. Uh, I, I don't want to have a classroom where I have. 14 kids that all have their quote-unquote preferred uh, gender identity, Pronouns. and I don't even yeah. know what to say without offending someone. Yeah, so you know what, I, we've got to... I'm sorry. It's time for the children to no longer be in charge, and I'm talking about not only the children, but parents who behave like children, politicians who believe, behave like children. This is nonsense. This is falderall. It's time to uh, just say no to the candy aisle kids and take the damn country back. And I'm going to also just say to the fathers. The mothers have been very vocal at social, at uh, at uh, uh, meetings with uh, uh, the school board, but it's time for dads to uh, put their big boy pants on and say, you know what? I'm the dad. I'm the dad. I'm the father, and I'm not going to except this shiza anymore. Just not going to take it anymore, Joey. Joey, I appreciate your phone call and uh, and hang in there because I think things are going to really start to change November the 8th. People are done. Let's go to Barbara in Baltimore. Hello, Barbara. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, and thanks so much for taking my call. I know it's early in the week, but I just had to. Remember what <laughs> Kelly Sadler, I looked yes. her up founder, so I can, you know, stay on top of whatever she's doing because what's going on here uh i didn't mention this last week and i it, i just had to take the time right now mm-hmm. to just uh piggyback on what you're talking about there is an organization right here in maryland it's called campaign to protect org. campaign to protect org. that organization has tied it together just as kelly has with, uh, you know, the, the gender affirming, the abortion, uh, transgender, transition, all of that comes under one um, umbrella as far as protecting women. And yeah. Yes, and Barbara, you're being canceled. Barbara, Barbara, now, now, you know, um, uh, women are being canceled, uh, and it's a, it's the greatest insult to women that men have been able to uh, become man of the year, like Rachel Levine, who was a mid level failed male manager, father of three, decides to become a woman, woman of the year. You got Kendall uh, or Caitlyn Jenner, uh, and nothing against Caitlyn. I don't care about Caitlyn Jenner, but uh, it just suddenly becomes woman of the year, woman of the year. Then you got this jackweed who shows up at the White House, has been a woman for 221 days, and he's dictating transgender policies. Isn't it time that the children who are in charge of this need to be put in their place? And isn't it time that women just said, we're done being canceled, recognize what this is, it is an attack on women, and you can protect your right to choose and all that, but while they're protecting your right to choose, they're stabbing you in the back on so many other fronts, Barbara. Yes, they are. And, and, you know, you say stabbing in, in, the, in the back. They're doing it in your chest. They're doing yeah. it with you looking at them. And, you know, did you see the volleyball, high school volleyball, yeah. transgender guy that spiked the ball so hard that the girl has neck injury? There's no way that women, I'm like, where are all these women who are out there bra burning and, uh, you know, declaring for their rights? What happened to them while this is going on? 
So because the I, because the feminist movement has never been about feminism, about women. It's been it's all been about the Democrat Party and absolutely. the party in power. That's what it is. It's never been about women. Nonsense. And if you think that uh, you know being pro-abortion it makes you a woman in good standing, you're high. It's not what defines a woman. You've let people who always stab women in the back define what a woman is, and now that woman cannot be a woman unless they are pro-abortion and pro-transgender nonsense, Barbara. And every woman in America, 99% of them, are the opposite of that and against this BS. Absolutely, and it has to be stopped. I really want to commend that teacher that called in for speaking out because, you know, a lot of people don't realize how serious this is. It is serious. And any time when teachers, uh, we have some schools where they don't want the parents to come into the classroom, that needs to end. You should be able to sign in and visit your kids' classrooms at any time. I did it. This was back, of course, in the 2000s and the 90s. But still, they welcomed it, especially one of my kids. He couldn't even, he was so bad, he couldn't go on trips unless I was there. So I was always in the school with him. I I had a standing pick to come in. You know what I'm saying? They were like, Greg backing up again. Yeah. And I have to be there. But, you know, I just want to thank you for bringing this in. And, and, it's, yeah. and I'll say that organization is CampaignToProtectWomen.org. They All even right. have the candidates. You could click on whatever county you live in, and they'll have a listing of those candidates that are supporting our position on this, those conservatives that you can get behind. This, uh, yeah. this website is an excellent, excellent source of information. And well, I'm going to say to women in the audience, it, it, women in the audience... Uh, my mother was a woman. She was never ashamed to be a woman. She was never uh, ashamed of her femininity. She was a powerful and wonderful person. She was the most influential person in my entire life as a woman. She didn't need to identify as anything else. She didn't need to be anything else. She didn't need to be pro-abortion, which is what the defining characteristic for womanhood is by the Democrat Party, and it ends there. Otherwise, the Democrat Party is essentially abusive to women. When you you, you acceptance of this transgender nonsense... This uh, allowing women to men to compete with women, this uh, allowing women to become or men to become the woman of the year. This is an abusive relationship that American American women have with the Democrat Party, and as with any abusive relationship, you got to be able to walk away. And and many women are, and many women are, Barbara. Barbara, thanks for the call. I do appreciate it. God bless you. Check in later in the week, okay? Okay, we'll do. All right, let's go to James in Albuquerque. Hello, James. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today? Hello, a few things. Happy belated birthday, whatever day it was. <laughs> <laughs> it was a birthday weekend. Birthday weekend. There you go. More than one day. There you hey, go. Uh, uh, also, put a bug in Newsmax's year. Uh, we love Lou Dobbs. Hire him at Newsmax. Oh, yeah. I love hey, Lou Dobbs, too. A couple, couple more things real quick. Uh, Tulsi Gabbard, she left the Democrat Party. I'm wondering when uh, Mitt Romney... Lindsey Graham and all the rhinos are going to leave the Democrat Party for one. <laughs> nice. And uh, last thing is, uh, Republicans need to stop saying Joe Biden stepped down, resign. We need to say Republicans need to say, "Run, Joe, run." We need him in twenty-four. So yeah. people, yeah. I mean, because he's going to be, it's going to be a no-brainer. People won't vote for him. So we all need right. to. The Republicans yeah. need to get out there and say, we want Joe Biden to run in 2024. James, I understand the sentiment, but he isn't going to make it. I, I just, I do not believe well, he's going he to make it. it. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I'm not saying he won't be alive. 
I'm just no, saying. I, I know what you're saying. But look at how look at look at. But James, look at how destructive he's been, and he's not even doing anything. He's 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 well, not in charge. Pulling the strings in the background yeah. anyway. Well, I don't. I want him gone. Figurehead, I, whether they roll him in on a wheelchair or on a, on a gurney, it doesn't matter. We <laughs> still want him to be the figurehead in 2024 as right. the the, the the communist Democrat head of the party. All right, my friend, I appreciate it. Let's go ahead and take a break. You are listening to the Rob Carson Show. Best thing to come out of Iowa since Superman and Captain Kirk. It's the Rob Carson Show. Well, at least a lot of people think I come from outer space. Uh, here is Matt Walsh at a uh, rally, the rally to end child mutilation. Yeah, in 2022, there had to be a rally to end child mutilation, meaning children who, uh, who you know, like my wife went through the tomboy stage. Uh, if her parents were uh, woke morons like they are uh, now, the parents who do thumbs up to your eight-year-old saying, oh, yeah, they can be the opposite gender, then my, my, uh, my wife would be a, uh, uh, a technically a male today would technically have a big indention where her forearm used to be where they fashioned the uh, the meat and uh, and flesh into an artificial penis oh yeah and we also wouldn't be married because you know uh you know no not into it. But anyway, here's uh, Matt Walsh. Uh, at this uh, this rally, there were a bunch of radical leftists who were trying to shout him down because they think it's completely natural for someone at eight years old to claim they're the other gender and then adults to actually give them hormones to stop puberty and then mutilate them surgically. This is real. This is life in 2022. This has to stop now because we can't descend any further than this. These people here, they don't want you to hear what we have to say because they're captives. They can't engage in the argument. All they could try to do is shut us down and silence us, but it's not going to work. We're still here. We're not going anywhere. Yeah, this is that transgender nonsense with regard to children. It's ending. Okay, it is ending. We're still here. So what is the cause that we are here for? It's very simple. We are here to fulfill one of our most fundamental obligations as Americans, as adults, as human beings, and that is to protect our children. There you go. There is that. And that's, uh, you know, why I say that uh, any parent who is down with a prepubescent child changing genders needs to have the children removed from the home has to go to a loving relative. If the spouse of this individual is not down with this nonsense, they need to get custody of the children until that other person gets some psychological help. And then all the doctors and uh, endocrinologists, aren't they the ones who do the hormones? They all need to have their uh, medical license revoked. And all child counselors who say that a child can switch genders and begin to start uh, changing the, the child's uh, a gender identity and then pushing them toward medical intervention, they need to lose their licenses too. I wish I was screwing around, but I'm not. This is real. Let's go to Carol in Ellicott City. Hello there, Carol. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind today? How you doing? Uh, I just love hearing Barbara. So oh, yes. I want to jump on to what she was talking about. Definitely, definitely drag shows are, for children are anti-woman. They, they basically make women into vapid clowns who like to play dress-up without a serious thought in their heads. What happens to being proud about 
your body. What ha- you know, when a gap in your teeth is interesting and actually beautiful, or having by the Lego can be beautiful. What happens to that? They're so hypocritical. Now, Carol, you know, I have no problem with drag shows. I love drag shows. My wife and I used to go to drag shows all the time. They got a drag brunch here in, in Kansas City. They had one in D.C. We used to go to this place in, in uh, Minneapolis, go see drag shows. And drag shows are there. Too. Yeah, because they, they, the drag participants realize they are men playing women using yeah. the, the over-the-top characteristic of, you know, this, this uh, woman character. There was nothing yeah. wrong with that. It's when no. it becomes the sexualization and wearing a thong to a... Uh, a children's drag show. Honestly, there shouldn't be a children's drag show. I mean, there have been, like, Dame Edna. You know that Jonathan Winters uh, dressed as a woman periodically. We know that Monty Python, and because it's an over-the-top presentation. they're clowns. They're clowns, right. But the day that you start saying this is real and these people are somehow meant to be influencers on young children is nonsense. Totally agree. You're right again. All right, very good. Have a glorious day. Have a glorious day. Uh, you know what I think we need? I think we need a little bit of, uh, of humor. Uh, how about that? How about a little humor? How about a little uh, palate cleanser from Jim Gossett? When you're a man who calls himself a girl. Wow. It can be a bonus. Bo- bonus. Okay, all right. Thought he's going there with it. When you compete with women, you have to hide. You tuck it. That pair of cojones. <laughs> I can cycle against the girls, that's my choice. I can steal their medals with this manly voice, cause the left makes me feel. The left makes me feel. The left makes me feel like a transgender woman. Yeah, you need to get a voice sect to me. When I compete with that's, females, that problem there. I'm the one that's feared. Cause I'm the only person in the race with a beard. But somehow I feel the left makes me feel. Feel like a transgender woman. This is the really pretty part. Listen to this. Woman. Yeah, that's, uh, that's lovely. That's Jim Gossett. Two S's and two T's. JimGossettComedy.com. George and Towson on the phone. George, you got about 45 seconds. Go right ahead. Hey, how you doing, Rob? Happy birthday. Thank you. I want to say hi to both of my girlfriends named Barbara. One of them is your girlfriend also. <laughs> hey, uh, all four of us know that the Democrats and the media are lying about a lot of topics right straight to the people. Every cabinet member, the press secretaries, Biden and Harris, everybody who's speaking to you in behalf of the Democrats is lying to you. And here's a quick list. You can stop me if you feel that I'm wrong. Okay. Biden's family's corruption and ties to Russia, Ukraine, and China. Yep. The border and immigration they're lying about. Yep. Lying about the 2020 election because I'm not stupid. Gas, oil, and energy they're lying about. Inflation they're lying about. Afghanistan withdrawal. Vaccines, masks, and Dr. Fauci. Russia collusion and Hunter Biden's laptop. Don't forget those. We put it right in there. January 6th (laughs) is a big lie. I was there that day. They're showing you that day through a tiny keyhole. Yep. Yep. I I agree. They're lying about electric cars and windmills. 
Yep. Hey, you know what? If can I tell you something, George? If Halloween were about giving kids, uh, you know, uh, lies from a big bowl of lies, the Biden administration would be the most popular house on the block. Seriously. All right, let's take a break. I'm going to switch to uh, COVID and how many young people are dying of the vaccine. Deadly serious. That's coming up next on the Rob Carson Show. our president twice for nothing. The truth is simple, and it's right before our eyes. They raided his home. I don't know what to be concerned about. No one, no one seems to. And they call us extremists and fascists for supporting him. Yeah, we're done with all that. It's the Rob Carson Show. EVs don't make this sound, and they never will. You know why? Because EVs are proposers. They are. They're a joke. I know I shouldn't say that. You'll never get an EV sponsor. I don't care. Because three years from now, your EV is going to be worthless. Uh, it's just a gut feeling. I sold cars for a while. I had to. And, uh, and they're a joke. They are a joke. The government, if they would have been behind like a hybrid, would have been cool. They decided to go for broke with a technology that literally has been around as long as the, uh, the gas engine it has. It's just that over a century ago, auto manufacturers realized that EVs were for posers and they suck. I'm not kidding. Uh, Jay Leno's got a 120-year-old electric car. He does. It's got great torque and everything. But there's a reason why EVs were left in the dust. Because um, they, they're, I'll just say it again, they're for posers and they suck. There you go. Okay, that's about it. CDC Director Rochelle Walensky wants every child in America to get the COVID vaccine, even though she got positive, tested positive for COVID. Yeah. Last week, uh, this, this board for the CDC voted 15 to nothing to, uh, to give your child a vaccine if they want to go to school. And I would say to your school and anyone who tells you otherwise, uh, screw your vaccine. I'm not sending my kid to your school. You could shut down the damn school as, our, as far as I'm concerned. That's what I'd say. CDC Director Rochelle Walensky tested positive for COVID, experiencing mild symptoms. You ever, uh, only Democrats have mild symptoms. Did you notice that? Only Den- they all have just mild symptoms. But here's the deal. Uh, that vaccine's supposed to take care of it, right? Isn't that vaccine supposed to prevent all this nonsense? Is this vaccine going to stop it all? I, I believe that the vaccine was the, was it the end all of the, uh, of the entire pandemic. If you got the vaccine, you didn't have to worry about anything. Stops with every vaccinated person. A vaccinated person gets exposed to the virus. The virus does not infect them. The virus cannot then use that person to go anywhere else. It cannot use a vaccinated person. Well, how did Rochelle, Rochelle Walensky get it then? As a host to go get more people. That yeah. means Why is that? the vaccines will get us to the end of this. That's a lie. Essentially, vaccines block you from getting and giving um, the virus. Well, that Rochelle Walensky just got it. Fully vaccinated people are at a very, very low risk of getting COVID-19. Therefore, if you've been fully vaccinated, you no longer need to wear a mask. When people are vaccinated, they can feel safe that they are not going to get infected. Yeah, you know, you're being played, guys. You're being freaking played. She's got it. Uh, September 22nd, Walensky received her bivalent Omicron-specific COVID-19 booster shot. And she got it. She got COVID. You're being played. 
About 1,000 students out sick with flu symptoms at a Virginia high school. Thought you should know. Yeah. Widespread uh, sickness at Stafford High School outside of D.C. prompted the school to cancel all weekend activities and athletics. It's maybe, maybe, maybe a different flu season or maybe this uh, COVID vaccination wrecked their immune systems. There is that. A lot of stories coming out about uh, mitocarditis. There are a lot of people, uh, apparently this uh, vaccine has really impacted people who have cancer who have uh, cancer in their uh, lymph system, apparently has put the gas down on, uh, on getting COVID. I've read several stories on this. Here's uh, people of all ages at a higher risk from heart inflammation after COVID-19 vaccination compared to a typical occurrence of mitocarditis death. Researchers in Japan analyzed deaths from mitocarditis, a form of heart inflammation where the mitocarditis set in within 28 days of vaccination. 38 deaths fit the uh, definition, about half of which were diagnosed by autopsy or biopsy, while the others being determined through such tools as blood tests and uh, electrocardiogram. Using the data disclosed by the Japanese government, we observed increased mitocarditis mortality rate ratio in the SARS-CoV-2 vaccination population compared with general population during three years pre-COVID-19 pandemic era, especially young adults. Look at this here. Hold on, hold on, hold on. 13-year-old suffered a heart attack at a football game in Rancho Cucamonga, California over the weekend. 16-year-old athlete, community mourns sudden death of 16-year-old athlete. 16-year-old Jack Aiden Struhl passed away October the 14th, cause of death not immediately known. 18-year-old tennis player suffers sudden cardiac arrest. Teammate and coach rush to save his life. Pure 17-year-old son and hopefully Broadway singer collapsed and died suddenly during a choir event. Shocked family knows he's with Jesus. He had just gotten his, uh, his COVID vaccination. COVID football or college football player Sam Westmoreland died at age 18 with cause of death unknown. Mississippi State paid tribute to this tremendous young man last week. Here's Anthony Keenis of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. You know that. He's one of my generation. Generation X, the generation that changed music and you didn't even know it. And he's talking about a lot of his young fans just dying. Just out of nowhere. A lot of people dying. It took Anthony Kiedis from Red Hot Chili Peppers to say it out loud on Joe Rogan's show. So two months ago, we were playing at the MetLife Stadium in New Jersey. These two painter sisters from Texas, raised in Manhattan, brought their friend to the show. We're like, great, come and we'll hook you up with tickets and passes. Come say hello. Beautiful people. And the girl they brought was radiant in every aspect of the word. Physically beautiful energy, kindness, just light. And all of my friends are like, who's that girl? That girl's amazing. Just a, a friend of our painter friends. And a week went by and I opened the paper and I saw this girl had died unexpectedly with actor, model, artist. Wow. And she woke up and died. And they're not sure why maybe sepsis, <clears throat> who knows? Young people are dying these days. Well, young people are just dying these days. Yeah. And a thousand kids in Stafford, Virginia, out of school today. <clears throat> and I thought to myself, I woke up today and I complained about how long my room service took, how muggy it was outside and the traffic. And, and I decided this, this girl was just a giver of a human being. And she got plucked. 
Yeah, just died. A lot of people are dying these days, you know. And and you know what else the uh, the government and the the CDC lied about the effectiveness of masks. A Fauci groupie. I'm a thrice vaccinated mask adherent. I buy KN95 masks. Buy the, you know, caseload. They're in every pocket. I wear them everywhere except when I sit down. It was all a giant flaming pile of crap. The majority of Americans wear masks and want mandates. And anyone who tells you otherwise, Republican or Democrat is gaslighting you. Now, uh, you are told still to this day after those two montages I displayed that show how bad the mainstream media and Democrats got it, they still say that the 2020 election is, uh, if you say it was stolen, that's misinformation. All of these dominoes keep falling. Here's a headline for you. 95% of corpses had received COVID vaccination with two weeks of death. Funeral director in New Zealand says 95% of corpses has been seeing has been they've received the COVID-19 vaccine within two weeks of their passing away. 95% of the people who passed away through the work that I've done have been vaccinated within two weeks. This is according to Brendan Faithful. Faithful has been working as a funeral director the past 41 years, has been running his own mortuary business for 26, recently spoke out about the apparent relationship between COVID-19 vaccines and the death he's observed. He says it's very obvious they die within two weeks of receiving the vaccination. A lot of them almost appear to have died from anaphylaxis, almost a, a reaction straight away from the bo- to the booster. Anaphylaxis is an acute reaction to an antigen like a bee sting or an injection. <coughs> Anaphylaxis, um, uh, they die the same way. The following day after receiving the COVID-19 vaccination, this isn't a one-off case. This is the majority of cases that have come through our facility, according to Faithful. Similar data has been discussed by funeral director John O'Looney, O'Looney in the UK and Richard Hirschman from Alabama, previously reported in the Epic Times. From the very moment these injections went in the arms, the death rate soared beyond belief. They labeled them as COVID deaths, but the reality is they were almost exclusively the people who were vaccinated. We see record numbers of deaths in the vaccinated and in record numbers of young people. They die uh, from a mixture of sudden aggressive cancers or blood clots, which cause heart attack and stroke. Yeah. Sherry Tenpenny, doctor uh, who has been informing the public on the dangers of vaccines for over two decades, weighed in on faithful testimony said that uh, any person with a history of anaphylaxis to a vaccine, medicine, or food should not receive the Pfizer biotech vaccine. She went on to say that allergic reactions uh, had been a feature in Pfizer's clinical trials. Conducted between December 2020 and Feb 2021, a mere three months, uh, 1,833 cases of anaphylaxis had been observed, and four individuals died from anaphylaxis uh, on the same time. Okay. Uh, when I started counting in August of last year, it was one after the other, after the other, after the other. When I got to 20, it was 19 who had died within two weeks of getting the vaccine. So the first 20 days, I counted 19. That's 95%. The next number was 100% of the people who had died had been vaccinated within two weeks. Dr. Sanjay Verna is a cardiologist practicing in California. I've been seeing a dramatic increase in heart problems since the rollout of the vaccines. There's, a, there's literally a commercial in New York City from a hospital warning children if they're feeling the experience of mitocarditis to talk to mommy and daddy so you can go to the hospital. 
100% of the patients needing urgent cardiac catheterization for heart attack had been vaccinated, many of them with booster doses. In a county where 60% of the population is vaccinated, this trend is worrisome, according to Dr. Sanjay Verna in the Epic Times. There have been 31,470 deaths after COVID-19 vaccination reported in VAERS, the vaccine uh, accident reporting system that is run by the government. Data from the CDC indicate there were 60,000 deaths in September 2019 and September 2020. However, in September 2021, that number surged to 90,000, especially athletes who died suddenly with no apparent cause. You wonder why the government says you can't talk about the vaccine and you can't talk about how it's being traded. Here's a headline. Doctors in hospital adhered to the murderous CDC protocols that killed her, her husband and possibly thousands of American innocent citizens. Uh, do you remember, or citizens, do you remember when, uh, when Donald Trump got the hospital ships to go to New York and, and, uh, and L.A. and they never used them? Remember the, the thousands of these uh, respirators that people were going to need where if you get hooked into a respirator, you got an 85% chance of dying? Whatever happened to those? It's like the, uh, the medical establishment just decided their own protocol without consulting physicians, without looking at what was happening around the world, and just said, we're going to run with this. And a lot of people died because of it. And a lot of hospitals made a, a whole lot of money. A whole lot of money. I've got more on this. I can't get to it all today. But I'm going to tell you uh, things like resdemivir, uh, that uh, uh, were used for uh, people with COVID and ultimately ended up killing a lot of people? Do you realize hospitals were getting 400000 per COVID death if they labeled it a COVID death? They got a bonus of 20%. Did you know that? This is according to several sources, including Dr. Peter McAuliffe. I knew that hospitals were getting a lot of money for uh, diagnosing COVID and putting COVID on the death certificates. I knew. I just didn't know how much. And even the former CDC director who worked with uh, the Biden administration said that uh, uh, there was a perverse incentive. No, Trump administration said that there was a perverse incentive for hospitals to diagnose COVID, treat COVID, and put it on the death certificates. You've been played, kids. Let's take a break. Come back. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. Proud to serve as the iceberg to the SS Titanic every day. It's The Rob Carson Show. Jake Tapper is catching heat for telling the truth over the weekend. I'm not a big fan of Jake Tapper, and if you uh, believe in true journalism, you won't be either. But he said uh, the truth about what's coming out with regard to COVID dictators, uh, COVIDiots who uh, took over and used the, uh, the pandemic to destroy the lives of children. We are just now beginning to see how badly it is damaging our kids. But here is what Tapper had to say. I have to say I'm surprised that there hasn't been a national conversation about the damage done to kids because of these school closures and the virtual learning and everything because, I mean, I'm not saying there should be a national do-over, but... Oh, no, no. There has to be a national find out who did this crap and hold them responsible for it. We can't just pretend that fifth graders who are now seventh graders 
that that didn't happen. You know, like I feel like there should be, and not not with a blame game. Look, it happened. No, no, no. There there has to be a blame game. One hundred percent. There has to be a freaking blame game. Honestly, I got to tell you guys, uh, I've got a twenty-two-year-old son. He was a sophomore in college when this COVID crap went down. He had everything canceled. Uh, his social life, his fraternity, everything canceled. Had to move home for about six months. Spend uh, six months at our home, r- missing everything in his life. Uh, at the same time, the uh, University of Kansas, all of their uh, their athletics programs, they were eliminated from the possibility of any sort of a championship season. You had people uh, miss their graduations. You had kids miss their graduations. The bellwethers of their entire lives. They were uh, children were taught to uh, look at people with masks. They missed out uh, on nonverbal skills on any type of communication skills and i want people to pay i want people to go to jail for this crap i seriously do i mean if you are an adult if you are willing to be uh somebody who is uh who's willing to just question authority then you were able to figure out that all of this was nonsense and i'm not just going to let it go and it just disappearing into the distance of our history i want to find out who was responsible for it Right now, we have a judge who has uh, granted depositions of Anthony Fauci, Jen Psaki, and other high-ranking Biden officials in the case over a collusive relationship between the administration and social media companies to censor free speech. If you're wondering how all of the things that we've had called misinformation and disinformation became the narrative for the media and social media, look no further than an actual collusion with big social media and the federal government and the Democrat Party and many in the Republican Party in Washington, D.C. It cost people lives. It cost elections. It stole elections. We're going to get to uh, more on this tomorrow with regard to what uh, and how the administration colluded between uh, uh, big tech companies to censor free speech. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think where I need to go here because I have much I need to get to before the end of the, uh, of the show. Do we have a call? Is that it? Oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, yes, dear God in heaven, the, the thing that everybody's buzzing about. I mean, I could talk about COVID and I could talk about, but people really just want to know how I took, uh, instead of making banana bread or bread pudding, how I made banana bread pudding this weekend and with a caramel glaze. And it's just, I mean, it's orgasmic, to lack a, a, better, a better expression. Honestly, it's, it's, or, it's incredible. And it's uh, the banana bread pudding recipe, and I put it up on social media. Okay, so there you go. While you're worrying about the world, you know what? Here's a, that's maybe one of my mantras. When the world has got you down, make banana, make banana bread pudding. Make banana bread. It's, it's marvelous. Very cathartic. Very cathartic. Very cathartic. And I'll tell you right now that uh, you know, for every Republican that is you know voted into office, I, I will make them a, a a complimentary Rob Carson banana bread. Now, actually, I won't do that because I'm I'm a little busy. But it, I just put that recipe up on social media. <laughs> It's on, it's on my Getter page and my Truth Social and my Twitter feed under Rob Carson Show. All right, let's take a break and come back and wrap things up in a second on the Rob Carson Show.
so the wave is in the favor of Republicans. Pollsters are telling Sean Hannity they see the GOP winning every battleground Senate race and potentially more. That's where I'm leading, uh, unless the Democrats are able to cheat and steal like they did in the last election. Uh, also, Mehmet Oz is in front, out in front of Shrek, uh, John Fetterman, who can't put together a sentence because he's brain damaged uh, and he had a stroke. Patty Murray uh, apparently is now a neck-and-neck race with Republican Tiffy, Tiffany Smile, Smiley in the state of Washington. Uh, the curb stomping is nigh. We just have to pay attention. Don't allow it to be stolen. Have a glorious day, guys, and uh, God bless you and your family, the unborn, our first responders, and until tomorrow, whatever you do, don't catch the stupid. I'll see you then.